You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. What's going on? This is really, this is VI, and, and this, this is Factors TV. I think we'll be back with number 14? 14, yeah. Man, yeah. we're on track this, this week. We got it, man. We down <laughs> pat, man. What's going 14. on, everybody? Thank you for coming back to tune in with us, man. It's another week down here at Converge, man, and we kicking the facts and the news you can use. Uh, yeah, man, we're going to speak on plenty of topics uh, from sports to the slap heard around the world to child support um to many things we're gonna speak of so um this is word give me the shivers <laughs> to say it again <laughs> for real what's going no. on with you man how you doing i'm good man um over this past weekend everybody and their mom wanted to have a game night so i went to like 16 game nights this weekend have fun at all of them. it's good clean fun um, you know the pandemic really made people get together within their home so we had a good time at all the game nights we went to man and i uh, appreciate everybody having us inviting us because it's your personal space and you know you don't really the pandemic made people not want to be around certain mo <laughs> like uh man not everybody everybody can't come <laughs> it's it's just funny to me because everybody's like f covid because <laughs> it's like hey i'm having a game now you know where six months ago they're like man don't come around me yeah, i don't want right. nothing to do with you so everybody's like hey i miss having fun i miss socializing you know i mean the mandates lifted but even before then people were like Let's get together. Yeah. So, you know. No, nah, but other than that, though, man, I had a good weekend enjoying myself, man, and um, getting ready to move and just, you know, just transition. It's a transition period for me. So just new things, man, and making sure that I Did you uh, start back in school? Yeah, man, break was over, man. The good times must roll on. And, uh, school's, school's dope, though. It just gives you a sense of of structure. You know what I'm saying? It fills your time, and you're working towards something that would be fulfillment, a great reward. So I'm excited. I'm actually excited that school's taking up my time. and um making me focus on something and you know i'm gonna get it done man but uh other than that bro what you had going uh moving and tired body broken down so funny <laughs> 10 years ago i would have woke up like x-men now i'm waking up like oh man, man. <laughs> shoot <laughs> uh, my body but other than that uh, nah, it's been good man uh just chilling handling business getting things aligned in my life but uh kudos to you for starting school because like i told you i it's I want to go back to school, but I don't want to go back to school. So <laughs> you being in it, you know, I think being older is better as you're more focused and disciplined. Cause we, you know, we was in college younger and we're just like, yeah, let's party. Oh yeah. We party all the time anyway. So this, this fits. We had no business. <laughs> we, I, I attended <laughs> South central, um, did some programs at UW, but I was at every cause like, like I was a tenured man, man, listen, man veteran. <laughs> Central Washington, Pullman, you name it. Yeah. Idaho, Mom's Weekend. Man, Mom's Weekend. Mom's Weekend, man. You used to be able to get there on a, a $80 full tank. Man, now <laughs> everybody got peace up. Hey, man, how much you got up on the road trip, bro? You're yeah. not they're going for free, man. It's that gas tank, man. How you feeling, man? You got, you got a big body, man. You got like, what, 23-gallon tank or something? Or? Yeah, yeah, but also I have fuel management. <laughs> when I bought my car, me. you know. <laughs> you <laughs> got, I've gone too far, my bad. Excuse yeah. me, everybody. Yes, fuel yeah. management. No, yeah. And I'm premium gas, but also my car, like a full tank, I get 600 miles, you know, so. <laughs> Um, when you're buying your car, be I smart about it. Car. 
I mean, well, you want it all horsepower. You got six, seven hundred horses in a Mercedes. Yeah, six point three liter. <laughs> chugga, 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 chugga. <laughs> of course, bro. It is depressing. Uh, I went to the pump just so you know, put some gas in it, and literally, it was like only putting like sixty. It was under like a like right under a half. Say, it's I need more. <laughs> well, hey, yesterday's price is not today's price. price. That's real talk. For real. Man. But uh, now, nah, speaking of gas, uh, California and some other states, I know we've spoken to this before, but I'm just trying to drill into Washington State because we're from here and it's just, they just don't give a damn about anything. But uh, they're, they're looking to give you a rebate on your taxes. Um, I know Washington State does it for electric cars, go green, but people do still drive and um, they need the help. So, I don't understand why we haven't been speaking about getting people rebates on gas, you know, tax, you know, like, you know. Well, there's a couple of states that actually cut the gas tax for a couple of months. Really? Um, I want to say there's a Midwest, I want to say Kansas or Texas or maybe California, but they cut the gas tax. I don't want to, you know, say too many different things, but um, they cut the gas tax and doing it for a couple of months to help people not, you know, go into bankruptcy or, you know, be able to lose their cars or homes because gas is becoming a major bill. It's always been a bill. It's always been something you had to, uh, you know, uh, put into your daily budget. But right now it's like, really, do I want to go here? No, there's some people, because, uh, you know, everybody from the pandemic has been working remotely. I spoke to, you know, a few people this past weekend from, you know, the events we do and the uh, internet and they basically were saying, you know, they wouldn't mind going back to work, but now the gas is the issue, yeah. you know, like they're saying, you know, cause everybody wants to be in brick and mortar. It's a building, but you have to travel to it. You know, and a lot of people are like, Hey, that's 400, 600, 800, depending on, you know, what you drive, how far you live, you know, a month on gas that they could be saving and they are saving. So a lot of people are like, Hey, I'm not trying to go back to work. Even, even um, I was working for noble wine uh, before the pandemic it was a driving job, and uh, if you were merchandising, you had to drive your own vehicle and you get a rebate. And even at that time, the rebate wasn't even worth the maintenance and gas, you know, you would do or use on your car. So I can only imagine now you driving for a job and they're like, here goes 250 bucks and your your car, the gas for that is that and the maintenance. So insane. Free game, you guys. If you're low on cash and you get around, go to U-Haul, get a pickup truck for $19.99 and just run the gas out and return it. And their gas actually charge you $3.99 a gallon. <laughs> so, I'm just looking out, you know, we have to look out for each other. We gotta hold each other accountable. And it's their bad, they haven't marked it up. It's, I just looked yesterday and it's still, if you bring it back empty, they're gonna charge you $3.99 a gallon. So compared to five, $6, man, go ahead and rent you a little is it, is it that bad now? Man, it's, it's ugly. You know, there's some people who don't wanna go back to work. Like I saw somebody on Facebook say, hey, can somebody loan me $100? This week to get to work, and you know, most of the time I'd be ready to crack jaw. I was like, "Damn, man, what's <laughs> your cash app?" It's you know, really like, bad. Can I help? So man, it's really bad out here, man. But yeah, that gas, the gas is really uh crazy right now. And I know it's to fund certain things. I mean, you don't just raise the gas up and then we're at war, and they're you know we're helping wars and certain things. There's so much money you acquire. We don't even think about the money being made. We think about the money we're spending. Like they done made trillions, gajillions, fillions in the last you know month month or so you done made so much x amount of money so you know it's, it's all a game it's all a gimmick we just gotta position ourselves to be able to take care of ourselves because i mean i i've I, when i started driving i remember gas was like when i got my license gas was probably like 108 109 take me back hit two i was like man you know this is crazy <laughs> man i wish i could get back to two dollars man 
I'll, I'll get you some gas. <laughs> you watching this? And they went back to do. Nah, it's crazy because now you know the homies used to throw ten dollars, twenty dollars for gas. Now it's like, <laughs> hey, bro, I'm not moving. You know, I'm not going nowhere, family. I need forty or fifty dollars. You know, listen, man, call you... an Uber, bro. It's all good. I'm not tripping. No, the the Uber's got the uh, the the gas surcharge. Man. See, smoking rooms. You, you gotta get in the light rail then, because I'm not man. I gotta do things, bro. You want me to just. Twenty dollars. That's like, that's not even four gallons, bro. Like it's, it's bad. Because it's no. five and some change. Yeah, <laughs> Shut a gallon, on, man. No, but yeah, man, it's going crazy. But um, hopefully they get it down and they figure something out to help us out in our region because the Northwest needs it. We drive so much up here. Um, we have a great transportation system, a public transportation system. But as far as like people driving, we drive up here in Seattle. We drive in North Northwest. It's not like other states and other cities that take a subway everywhere or got a whole bunch of different transportation that will get you here and there. Like, you know, we have what we got and then people are on the road for real. They're and you driving. also got to think about because I used to complain about traveling, living here. And then, you know, but you got to realize this place is like in Texas, like Dallas, Houston, Atlanta, L.A. Everywhere they drive is 45 to an hour. Like here, you know, somebody complained about having to drive from West Seattle to, you know, the South End or, you know, uh, the North End to Skyway. Like people there really like to go to stores, they drive 45 to an hour, you yeah. know, no, just, spread out. That's what I didn't like about muscle, yeah. you, know, so, I mean, you got to you, you gotta take and give and get. You got to understand that it could be worse, but also it's your situation you're living in and it sucks. So, um, but now, nah, um, what was I thinking about the next topic? Uh no no that's what's talking well, about the it drill is the drill music the drill music yeah all your uh, your young life turning up man what's going on man talk to me they're products of their environments yeah that's all that is and that's yeah. why I wanted to speak on it um because there's no way you're banning the music but not the experience no and that's the thing um people who see it and see the violence and see the things that come around it they're not realizing that this starts somewhere and um drill music is a genre of music that's mainly you know um high rhythm. A lot of hi-hats, you know what I'm saying? It's real intense. And then it's usually about shooting or guns or gang violence, things like that. But just like with music, which is an art, it's their surroundings and their environments that they get to create these stories from. Um, the only thing I do see with it and them trying to ban it is the motivation to make money is killing someone because you can make a song about it and it blow up. Yeah. And that's what a lot of them been doing. Like they're really doing things in the streets, making songs about it. And people want to listen. These stories are vivid. You know what I'm saying? So it's literally like it's a lose-lose because you're making money for everybody, but you're also putting yourself in a box. You're also creating a, a daily situation for yourself because people are going to be after you. And then even when it comes to the industry, they start blocking shows out. Like, you can't come to the city. You know, a lot of people that are from these places that do drill came and perform in their own cities. So it's certain things that I can understand. But overall, it's you can't you can't control freedom of speech. You can't control art. So it's kind of hard for them to do that. And it's, I don't think it's going to pass. I really don't. And that's my thing. You can't you can't change. Like I say, you can't change the music and not change their surroundings. They're speaking from what they know. Yeah. Um, it, like you said, it brings different elements. It brings, you know, loss. It brings gains. You know, that's why people are so hungry in the trenches that they'll, you know, put out a song, distance somebody two blocks over because it's going to bring them money. You know, even if they can't go outside and, even if their mama's house gets shot up and somebody's getting killed. They got nothing to lose already. Yeah, so, I mean, know, they got yeah. nothing to lose, so they're like, hey, I'm going to make that gain. Um, I, I just read somewhere, Tay K, who, who made the race, he's the only artist to ever go, I think it's like four or five times platinum, 
have over a billion streams altogether, and he's never performed it. He's the only artist to never perform, you know, and he probably won't ever get to do it. But that song's the race, yeah. and that was about a real situation. And obviously, he's uh, behind bars for a very long time for it. But um, I think they're actually having a battle in court over his estate because the song generated a lot of money. It really did. So it sucks that he did these things. People were hurt. It sucks that he is locked up. But the other thing is, he's thinking about how to change his situation. And kind of he did. There's people who were in his family that's that got to enjoy that are trickling. And he's a kid. He's a kid. Like, my thing is, don't pay, try to face one thing and not face the other. Give the kids resources. Like, even when I was a kid, I remember people telling me things, but it didn't matter because it wasn't changing my situation. One in your face, yeah. You know, yeah, hey, man, you need to do this. Okay, that's great. But this is right here, and it's showing me the end result, you know what I'm saying, or what I can get. You're just telling me some stuff that's, you know, so far gone that we're living day by day, you know what I'm saying? We're living so fast to where it's like, that doesn't matter to me right it, now. It's not going to do obtainable. I'm going yeah, to reach exactly. for the obtainable. I'm going to reach yeah. for what's in front of me right now. Exactly. I'll reach out and grab that. So, I mean, I, I, I'm being older and being um, a little more balanced. It's, it's kind of like I understand what they're trying to do because the outcome of this music but if we were to argue, I would make the same argument as you is you guys aren't even starting in the neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? But um, in the major part, the major city that started is Chicago. They're losing a big place right now, which is Old Block, which is a project is being torn down and got sold. So we'll see how things change with that. But as far as the, the genre is not going to die down, um, they created something and they created hundreds of millions of dollars. Like people don't realize how much money is put into their community. And that's why it's hard for them to be like, no, I'm not going to talk about him or no, I'm not going to do this. Like when you're seeing checks for this and you're taking care of people who never had nothing, like it's really changing people's projection of their lives and where they would be. And these are the people that come for nothing that don't have community resource or government resource. So it's kind of tough to point a finger at these people who come from something, took what they had and made it everything because the violence been going on. Before they had drill, major drill oh, rap, man, and, it was man, 700 bodies a year in Chicago. Now that you're getting this, this music and they're making money, now you want to ban the music and they're making money which is changing their situation uh, um, at and, the end and, of the day. And, and that's what I was going to say. Even before Chicago, I mean, you remember we were kids, but in the movie it showed you, they were doing this with N.W.A. I, I remember as a kid listening to Bone Thugs and Harmony, and they had the, we're not against rap. <laughs> we're not against rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's been a protest, you know what I'm saying? It's violent, this and that, but there's been no change in the community. There's no, been no resource directed no to efforts. what's going on. You yeah. know, no efforts, but you want to, you know, ban the end result, you know, which is the music. So, you know, um, I feel like it's not going to change how people feel until we've changed their environments to change what they're used to or, you know, what they're accessible to. You know, like growing up, being honest, it's easier to go and get a pound of weed. Than yeah, it's, it is. it's easy to go to the streets and get whatever you yeah, need you know, than like, it is to like go seriously. to somebody for someone else. Nowadays, there are a lot of more resources with the Internet, with certain people being uh, able to. Um, have a voice and speak about their situations and resources needed. But, you know, at our age and people older, it was hard for you to get to that. That wasn't put out there like that. So it was easier to go to something that was within reach and around you than it was to believe in the dream of college or believe in this, this trade that's going on. Because at that age, man, you're in a situation of having to be an adult and having to do things. And so these kids that are making this music, they're no older than me, but they just come from situations that are so hard and so tough and they found a way to get out. They're making music that is projecting their environment. And instead of checking their environment, you're trying to check them making money, which in return keeps them beneath you or keeps them below a certain level. And they're already coming from poverty. There's already, cause that's housing. That's project housing. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? A lot of them places, that's what I'm a lot saying, of family kids, dynamics yeah. too. You know, family dynamics change it as well. Cause you know, it's easy, like it's easier 
you know, your family's going to tell you to stay in a straight and narrow, and then somebody's got $1,000 right there that you go make. It's like, you know, <laughs> which one is a child who's born in poverty, born in, you know, less uh, a less resourceful situation going to choose? You know, the, the hearsay of somebody who's not doing no better than them, really, you know, just surviving, and somebody who's like, hey, I got, you know, can make this quick ban, a quick ban. Whoa, let me, you know, let me go do that. So. Tap in it to the quickest of bandit. <laughs> Seriously. Man, but um, yeah, so I hope I hope it don't pass because I know the art's beautiful, but I do want the violence and the disrespect to stop because that that fuels the fire of what's been going on for so long. It, it won't pass. Even if it does, they haven't realized when they ban stuff, it makes it more like, popular. Like people yeah. love what they can't have. You know, it's like you're, you're gonna ban it. No more drill music. I'm gonna go make three minutes. I'm gonna make a million songs now, and we're going up. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> oh, God, everybody but nah um on a lighter note uh those those seahawks seagulls no man don't talk about it like that man they're my seahawks man i get to talk about man it. we're in the up and up we're in the up and up bro i don't care we got ripper that's what yeah. they're on. <laughs> <laughs> denver hasn't even started talking with russell wilson about even you know uh salary or nothing like that they're, they're gonna have a war because he's gonna want 40 50 and you know he he's he's four and one He's five and six in playoffs in the last few years. Hasn't been to the Super Bowl. We ain't been past the second round since um, 2014. But the Seahawks, well, not Seahawks, but but Ka uh, Colin Kaepernick got to work out with a again, couple Seahawks because he he has before like some weeks ago and just recently he came believe, here, he yeah. came in again and worked out. So I mean I don't know what's going on, but it's obviously some people who's trying to push for him to I guess come get his last hoorah because in the quarterback years when you're protected you do have a long career. You know what I'm saying? So he's about to leave four or five years. Um, he got fresh legs. Yeah, yeah. He'll be able to do some things. So it'll be cool to see him come back. It'll be a huge statement. Um, I thought he honestly wasn't able to play again, but I was wrong because of the money that he was able to get from the settlement from being blackballed out the league. You know what I'm saying? He was able to get, I think, 80 or $90 million. So I thought he wasn't able to re-enlist or uh, try back out or be able to be in a team in the league, but he is. No, I, so. I think that was just money for him being out because he yeah. wasn't supposed to be out. Yeah. Like teams purposely didn't sign him. So that was money. Money he probably would have made over made, time. You know? Yeah, so, that he wasn't um, given. But, but I, I think it's a good move. Uh, if we do sign him, we get a veteran. Uh, he can't charge that much. You know what I'm saying? No, seriously. Like, it's because that's why re one reason we got rid of uh, Wilson because he's going to want too much. We got to rebuild. Um, but I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's eager to show that he can still play. Even if we don't sign him, I think it's good that we still, you know, gave him a look or gave him a shot because he's more capable than I can name so many quarterbacks right now who are making good money and don't even get on the field, you know, or who aren't really producing. So I think him having at least a shot to show that he can still ball and still play, you know, is a good thing. And see us, we're one of the biggest second chance teams in the NFL. Oh, no, we give everybody a second shot, whether it be them declining and then giving another uh, chance in their career. Felons. Or felons. You know, whether it be criminal record or your performance, we always, we're a team that will bring somebody and give them a second chance. I think we actually, you know, we lose a lot of people in it, but we actually got some stars out of it. A lot of stars, actually. So um, it's a cool thing for us, our team to do. And that's actually a real thing, um, a second chance team, because a lot of teams are no tolerance. Um, and will not bring you into the organization if you have been a nuisance, if you have any trouble, or if you ain't, you know, playing up to par, but they just know you're a star. So um, hopefully Cap can get to that level and get signed, um, not just practice teaming him. I want to see what he can do. I do. And in Seattle, it's so open. We have such a fresh and clean slate that you can do whatever right now. I mean, you do what you want to do. Russ is gone. Locke don't even look like he's really here. All, every time I see him, he looks like he can't believe he's in Seattle. So, I mean, somebody's going to have to come in and make some noise 
and uh, make a statement. So, I mean, from that, I think that was uh, probably some of the most noise been made about the Seahawks is they put up a post saying that uh, Monk, or well, not, not Monk, that's NBA dude, Malik was his name. Oh, yeah, that's they, what I wanted to draft. They said who we, who we should draft, and they said Malik. And they put up a couple other people, but there was only two quarterbacks, and he was one of them. Nice arm serious. And so nice they're letting dope. you know that they're actually going into the draft. They got the first, they got number nine pick in the first round. Yeah. So they're going into the draft trying to great get a great pick. So hopefully he's still available. And they can go ahead and draft him because I believe he'll come in and make the starting job. But other than that, hope Cap get it, man. I hope he's at least there to be a veteran in the field yeah. and talk to whoever's given the position. No, definitely, man. Hopefully they give him a chance. Um, this past weekend was also the Oscars. Man, the Oscars was it was cracking. The slap hurt. It was playing the slaps at the Oscars, man. You know Big what I'm saying? Slaps. It was tremendous knockout there, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you really have to just be there, or at least be there. I'm talking about. I seen it live, and they tried to hit you with the and go to the ding ding ding. The elevator we'll music. Be back. Yeah, they try to hit you with the please wait. Uh, caution. Oh man, that was something that was amazing. If you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about. The Willard Smith, uh, Master Will. Um, West Philadelphia, born and raised. He was at the Oscars chilling. He's nominated uh, for King Richard, which is a movie about Serena and Venus Williams' father. He played the uh, lead role, and he was nominated. Um, he, he thought was it was there. Ali. He was chilling. <laughs> he was chilling. And so um, they're chilling. And Chris Rock is the host, which he's been maybe two or three times, two for sure. And Chris Rock gave a joke. and. Uh, it was about his wife, Jada. Ball head nicely nice. saying, you're in G.I. Jane. And we all know everything's been going on for the past <laughs> year or so with these guys. It's been a rough couple of years. And so uh, if you look at it, and this is my take, Will Smith is trying to keep it cool. He, it's a little fake laugh, a little chuckle. But then looks at Jada, and Jada's looking like, <laughs> you, you don't laugh him. with him. You know you don't let him. He gets up, he walks on the stage, and people think it's fake because Chris Rock leaned in. But think about it. This is the Oscars. This is a moment. You You're don't think thinking Will's about, about to, to say something me? to you. So you leading in like, put the mic there like, whoop <laughs> Kobayashi. I'm talking about took his face off on stage and salute to Chris Rock's Chinneth Cole. <laughs> salute to his chin. It was chin 30. <laughs> it was chin 30 at that time it happened. Because I'm trying to tell you, he just, oh, oh, wow. Wow, this is he crazy. Ate it. He ate that. So Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Went back to his seat, and um, Chris Rock standing up there, kind of in awe, but he's not showing too much emotion, which is it's graceful, man. I actually salute that because he didn't let it deter him from being a great host. Because we would have tore that stage up. Yeah, it would have been a royal rumble. <laughs> we got to see if he really was training during Ali. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, he turned it into a joke. But um, he was sitting there, and he was like, what's going on? And Will Smith was like, keep my wife's name out your mother effing mouth. And he said it like two or three times, and it was like serious to the point where they're showing reactions in the crowd, and everybody's like, okay, this ain't scripted. This this is real. Like, this is real beef. And so, of course, it caused an uproar across America. It really did. And Ronnie had some of the funniest, uh, the funniest reactions to it, man. What did you what? see? What did you see happening? As soon as it happened, what did you see in the world? The memes, the everybody talking? I mean, I mean, for one, I personally, myself, I said, um, people forgot why they sent them to Bel Air from Philly. Got to a little scuffle. <laughs> yeah, it happens from time to time. But um, nah, it was, it was, I've seen different, like, it's crazy because a whole bunch of stuff is coming from this. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is now being called out about something, speaking on it. Um, it's crazy because it's really, not only is Will being, you know, talked about, 
but it's so many celebrities who are things are being brought to light. Some celebrities say they're traumatized and you know, one of the so so traumatizing. Oh, and that Oscars was produced by uh, black producers and directors. So they're trying to just connect to so many things. But black people have to stop worrying about being perfect in front of people. Like we have to stop worrying about being we have to be us in front of people. We have to be us and who we are all the time. You're so worried about being perfect and being a goody two shoes and not, you know, looking a certain way. Forget their stereotypes. Forget all that. We're going to be who we are. And in that moment, sometimes you just got to slap a nigga. I mean, it just happens, man. You can't go through life sometimes without being slapped or slapping somebody. It happens. Yeah, but you're Will Smith, man. And you show and that's crazy why, emotion. That's why he stayed there and didn't leave. Yeah, and now he's facing sanctions. He's facing sanctions for that, bro. Like, now he's facing sanctions for that. Like, now he's in trouble. Like, so it's if, bad. <laughs> if, like, if I make six figures in a hood, I'm going to move differently. You're worth nearly half a billion. And you let your emotions get to where you walk up you're like not in front of a, a high school musical college. Audience. You ain't in front you're of an opera stage, and you and you go up and walk in there and slap a man. And it is, I think, being black and being in those spaces where we work so hard to get, it is like important for him to cut that to connect himself a certain way because they do expect that. And from Will Smith of everybody, like you can see anybody else getting on there and doing that, you know. <laughs> Somebody who's been in the headlines. There's no way you can tell me in 2022 that Will Smith is going to get Kirkpatrick and slap somebody like and really mean it. Like, there's no way you could have told me that. So I feel like he could, he could have conge- uh, conducted himself a certain way. But I'm going to speak on that after we come back from the break because there's been a maturation of the black man and you just seen him boiling over from his frustrations, from the entanglement stuff. He's been embarrassed for. A couple of years, there's memes going on about him. And I think that was just the last straw. But when you're in position, you have to be able to, to hold back. And Jada's not a real one because she should have not let him go up there like that. But I've we'll seen that, too. I've seen somebody say that, too. No, so seriously. Definitely, I think it was directed energy, you know, a lot more energy than what Chris Rock deserved. But he ignited that. Exactly. He like, that. that wasn't all, like, that, all that wasn't for Chris Rock. And that's, you know, and that's my issue with it. All that wasn't for Chris Rock. You, like... There's so many things that happen in life where you, you went up there and slapped that man. That was a buildup. Go see the lady on the couch, nigga. <laughs> go, hey, I'm gonna right, I'm gonna go talk to the lady on Tuesday, babe. <laughs> but uh, nah, um, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come right back, and we do. We're gonna finish talking about what's going on with the Oscars. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective. Praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media. Yo, welcome back. Uh, we're finished kicking it off. Uh, we're kicking it back off, actually. Uh, continuing to talk about the Oscars, and I wanted to speak on the the culmination of the emasculation of the black man. And we got to see a portion of that yesterday or the day before when Will Smith uh, slapped Chris Rock. That was a buildup of him being in different situations, him being made fun of in there for years, his wife never speaking on it, him having to deal with uh, entanglement or affair in his relationship, you know, in the public, um, his wife never speaking on his behalf. Protecting him, and, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, uh, protecting him. And the queen protects the king in, in all phases because if a king goes, then it's detrimental. Then, you know, if he steps forward, then it's the end result of, major catastrophe loss or injury you know that's why a queen is supposed, supposed to uh, protect her king and that's and jada should have stepped in and said hey they'll go on stage 
but she's so ready to show the world that her husband's ready to go out. And your husband's an icon. He's a living legend, like amongst legends. Icon living. No, seriously. Uh, and for her to let him go out like that, I don't respect that. But we've seen the culmination of him being embarrassed, him not being able to speak about it. You got to be a man. You can't let it out. They can't. Uh, you can't show emotion. And, and, and it's further than just Will Smith. In movies, the black man is, is emasculated. In TV shows, um, I spoke on how, um, you know, there's always a meme. Even the Oscars, they was going back to, they zoomed in on Jay-Z and say, we know why he's looking like that. And they're referring to the slap that Salons gave him in the elevator. And that's another joke being made on black men. Whereas, you know, it's a joke when domestic violence is against him. But if he slaps Salons back, he'd be the worst man on earth. You know, and he'd be going down in history as a woman beater. So there's so many things that's happening to the black man. And I believe it just weighed on Will and weighed on Will. And that was a moment that, that's a... Uh, the uh, the star that broke the camel's back, but that was the wrong person. Chris Rock didn't deserve that. That was the wrong time, and he essentially has the wrong woman in his life because she was supposed to protect you. Any any anybody who wants to see you get violent at that stage in your life, like we all come from places where we learn how to maneuver differently. But at his age, what he's done, at his net worth, you know, I tell people from the neighborhood who make a certain amount of money, you shouldn't be coming around here. You shouldn't be going to the same spots. You shouldn't be hanging out with so and so. So for you to be worth half a billion dollars. And for you to go up on stage on a global TV show and slap him and not only slap him, but slap him in front of people who don't care about you, essentially. People who don't care about your well-being, who 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 want to have something to talk about. You're just merely entertainment for him. Um, I think you got to see like a small portion of a black man blowing up, you know, emotionally because he's had to play it cool for so long. He's a fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He's I am legend. You know, he's so many things. At one point in time, Will Smith was the most bankable actor in the world, meaning his his, his fee was like 50 million because the movie's going to do numbers. I don't care if the movie sucks. It's going to do numbers. Men in Black, um, uh, uh, Wild Wild West, Hancock, um, Hitch. So many you know movies that he's been begging on. You can't be in that position. And I know because Denzel walked over to him and talked to him. I know Denzel told him that you can't, you can't act like this. He's acting like he's still 16-year-old in Philly, you know, acting up. And I didn't agree with that Keep at all. my wife's name out your mother-loving mouth. That was zesty. That was zesty. You're a grown man. You go on stage and slap another black man in front of these white people. And then you go back to your seat and sit down and you're yelling from the seat like, like you're a kid. Like, that was zesty. And I don't agree with it. All right. Well, my thing is, like I said, time, place for everything. You felt disrespected. Slap somebody at the after party. Um, I read a post where they were saying Jada should at least attempted to grab him. And I do understand that she hasn't really I haven't seen her protect him, whether it be um, their secrets or whether it be physically. I haven't seen certain things in her that show that she would love to care about his well-being. So I think it takes two two cheeks to be an ass. But um, Chris Rock also has crack jokes on her every Oscar since she's boycotted the Oscars. So it's a little bit of everything that goes hand in hand. Will still shouldn't have did that there. How do you been this elsewhere? And then how he reacted after that was kind of like you being immature. So I think it's like you said, a lot of emotional distress, a lot of things he holding it in, he didn't get to exhaust, that he needs to go sit down on that couch with that lady and talk to her and let things out. And, you know, maybe leave his wife. I mean, because, I mean, I don't see, for real, for real, because no, I don't no, see her I protecting agree. him or, you know, holding him down like that. I just see her talking about his innermost secrets and talking about the entanglement, using different verbiage and saying she she was a side, she was she had a side dude living in the house. That was her friend, her kid's friend. And and, and that's another thing I have. Um, 
I have an issue with women don't hold women accountable. Yeah. Could you imagine Willow bringing a friend home who's going through mental stresses and, and needing real help and Will befriending her and then, you know, having sex with her? Could you imagine what he would be labeled? You know, but that's basically what Jaden did. Jaden brought out, uh, August home and he was going through a lot mentally, physically. He had just found out he had his disease. He lost his brother, this and that. And it goes from him being in the house, being a friend to you basically grooming him and having sex with him. You know, so that's another uh, like issue I have with it. Like, when do we hold women accountable? Like, we hold Jada women accountable. accountable. Yeah, she's definitely ball head like, nut. No, like, seriously, like, he has to get out of there because she doesn't, <laughs> she uh, she doesn't protect him. No, yeah. Um, and, um, go ahead. But I was going to say on a um, lighter note about the Oscars, my boy Samuel L. Mother Samuel L. Jackson, he, uh, won it was like first he, he finally won his first and that's and that's another thing will overshadowed all the black excellence from that night um uh, from performances to beyonce performing to i believe it was nate parker and those guys directing and doing different things um and samuel L. jackson he won his first oscar um he's i think he said he's he's done over 150 movies and he's produced 27 billion in box office sales this is his first oscar and instead of celebrating that and knowing that and just letting him live in his moment and Denzel Washington presenting to him, it's so much black excellence going on. We can't even pay attention to it because Will Smith's acting like a damn kindergartner, you know? So, um, and then so the I, funniest thing was, uh, when he got his, when Will Smith got his award, you seen Samuel shake his hand. He shook his hand like, you know, black people say, yeah, he did that. If you look at that, that handshake, well, Samuel Jackson was so happy that Chris Rack got slapped. I don't care what nobody says. That boy looking like, yeah, my nigga did that. Well, we know he's hood. And and one thing I I will say, Chris Rock to me has always played to the tune for other people. Um, he's always danced, shucked, and jived. Um, he says some things I don't agree with. So he let a comedian say nigga, say he's a nigga. You know, and yeah. then um also turned around and let the uh Seinfeld had to say, hey, man, he's not able to do that. How you let another white man tell you that a white man's out of pocket? And Chris Rock was right with it. So there's a lot of points where I'd be like, man. No, yeah, I, I definitely understand, but I still expect more. Like, who do you expect more from? Yeah. Chris Rock or Will, Will Smith? Smith? Yeah, Will Smith for sure. You know? So, um, <laughs> no, seriously. And then another thing overshadowed was Seattle. Um, we had three producers from here that were nominated a couple times. Sam Wish, Mario Luciano, and Jake One. Man, they uh, were nominated, I think, between each other about like nine or ten times. Well, wow, I didn't like, know that. Shout out to the guy. Her, man. uh, Jasmine Sullivan. Um, uh, there's a lot of artists that they work with, but Seattle was holding it down in the Grammys, man. Like, that's major. That's oh, yeah. major. Soundtracks key. was winning, uh, um, Oscars was like they're trying to say it was one of the worst ones, but I believe there was an instance where years ago, one of the people try to attack somebody. So it's not the first time the Oscars have seen violence, but it is one of the times. That's somebody who was at the Oscars too. <laughs> they was at um, the Oscars on that yowder. <laughs> but, but it is one of the times where Boogaloo! we should have been represented better. You know, somebody's <laughs> out there in that booger sugar. Welcome to Seattle. Um, but no, um, switching up from that subject. My bad, dog. Come on, man. You're killing me. Uh, uh, this past weekend, a fourteen-year-old passed away on a on a on a roller coaster ride. I thought in, it was a slingshot in Orlando. It's it's called the Icon. It's one of those where they're seated around and it goes up and it slams back down. Oh. And uh, he mentioned to one of the workers he didn't feel secure, and he was a bigger boy. I want to say he was six five. Man, he's like six six man, three something. Uh, a big uh, boy, fourteen years old, fourteen year old from St. Louis. 
And um, he mentioned it before and he went up and when he went up, he felt secure. He told his friend, if anything happens to me, tell my mom and dad, you know, I, I love them. And when he came back down, he was ejected and died instantly upon impact. And they released a statement. The park did saying that basically he was secured. How is he secured? And he flew out, you know, he wasn't secure, man. They're trying to avoid it. But he also said that they didn't click twice. He had asked the worker like, hey, um, it's supposed to click twice. Right. And it was like, huh? basically like, yeah, you're good. And let him go up. So it was kind of like him already. He was calling it. He was saying it. And I just wish he would have been like, I need to get off of here or yeah. stop it. Yeah. You know, if you feel if you're on a ride or His something. His name's Tyree Sampson, too. I, I, Tyree Sampson. Tyree so. Sampson, man. Yeah. Um, sending you love, praying for your family. Um, it's a sad situation. And if you ever feel like you're unsafe on something, I don't care if you make a scene or be embarrassed, you need to protect yourself because you never know because this young man obviously Because like he trusted he the worker. Safe. Yeah. And, and that's what I say. At 14, you know, you're not, you know, the yeah, smartest. Oh, good. They say you're good. You yeah. know, he says he says something to him. He tells him he's good. He's good. And um, it really messed me up because I saw the video on accident. Um, because when the video first released, it didn't say anything about a death. It just had the video. Had the video. I never yeah, seen I it. See, yeah, it was terrible. Um, so, like, that was one of the things happening this weekend. And it, sh it, shook, it shook a lot of people because the accountability the park's not trying to take. Um, and then he was he was vocal. Like, he knew what was going on. I seen his dad speaking on the news. And it was like, it was heartfelt because it's like your, your child knew something was going to happen. And you have to hear this news and stay strong. It's only 14. He's a baby, you know, so... That was a terrible, man. That was a terrible event, man. I, you know, rest so in peace to him. Yeah, send in love to him, man. Rest in peace to you, man. And we hope that your family um, finds peace, not only in the situation, but the park can take some responsibility for not properly making sure that everyone was taken care of before going up, especially if he voiced his opinion. And I think with all the cameras and stuff that's out today, all the people getting footage, it's going to be something that's going to show, you know, what led up to the moment. So um, it's very, very heartfelt. And if you haven't seen the video, don't watch it. No reason to um, just pray for the family, man, and take care of yourself out there. And like I said, if you ever feel unsafe, say something, speak up because he did and um, he didn't do it enough. But who is at 14 saying, hey, I don't want to have a thrill. I don't want to have fun. He was a kid living life. And it's not. No, he was on fault. spring break. And that's the best. He was on spring yeah. break from St. Louis, Missouri. And that's our second home, first home, you know, first, second home. We spent a lot of years there. And. To get away from St. Louis is is everything, thrill. man. For real, for Seriously, real. So it's, it's sad it's that a he place. that he. I, we just lost our one of our childhood friends there. His son just died. A baby was just shot. So it's a place that's really rough. So I can only imagine him having the ball and living life. And it's very sad. His life was cut short. And I really hope the park holds himself responsible and bring the family some kind of not just with money, but make sure that they're consoled because in this time it's so so hurtful and it's so ripping so so hurtful is ripping apart the family so once again man rest in peace to tyree sampson yeah no definitely um i want to speak about this because they happened on twitter it was so funny she had to erase it um <laughs> black china um put up something speaking about she had to give back three of her cars because she couldn't afford it because she was a single mom and she doesn't get child support and i just want to say child support is not a hustle um it's not for failed relationships it's not for you know to help you sustain the lifestyle you think you deserve. Because as soon as she put that up, I'm a single mom. I got to give back three cars out of my six cars. I'm not surviving. I'm not maintaining the lifestyle I want. Her, her baby dad's got in there. Tyga, the artist, and um, Rob Kardashian. Rob Kardashian got in there, and they both basically blew her up. Uh, Tyga said, I pay $40,000 uh, a year on private school. 
and my kids with me from Monday to Saturday. So she has a baby one day. Then Rob got in there and said, I paid $37,000 a year for private school, and I got my daughter from Tuesday to Saturday. So she got the baby for two days, you know, essentially. So she got embarrassed, had to erase her her uh, her tweet. Looking for attention and got the wrong type attention. of attention. But that just goes to show you, you know, some people have babies for the wrong reasons. Uh, I remember Nas. Nas, that was Nas the craziest mom. one. Like, she, I think she was getting 500000 a month. And when her baby turned 18, she was broke. And next thing you know, it was Nas' fault. He needed to pay this, pay that. Uh, child support is not a hustle. Uh, it's to help raise the kid. Um, if if those guys, if anything, Black China needs to give Rob and Tiger child support because they have, you know, majority of you know, custody. You know, they're, they're, they're custodial parents. So I just thought it was funny for her to get online and try to, because, you know, women will cap for other women, but a lot of women was like, hey, you just really put yourself in a hot seat. If they want, they could go follow against you, you know, and say, hey, we need some, we need some help. Uh, help me because I got this kid all the time. Yeah. And uh, I mean, when bigger situations is different, a scale it even with remember uh, what's his name? Blake Griffin went through that. You know, what I'm saying it's a different scale when you're talking big money. But at the same time, people uh, want to maintain the life that they didn't provide for themselves. I'm all for taking care of a child, especially if an absent person, you know, father's not there. But people want a lifestyle that they didn't create themselves and they want to maintain it. I can understand for the most part, but not fully because you didn't create that. I can't give you 100 percent of something you didn't create. I can give you 50, you know what I'm saying? I can give you some of it. I'll still have some left. But I see a lot of situations where a lot's taken from a man. And then in some situations where now women are being held accountable. There's a viral video on YouTube of a white woman that's in court. And she's basically like, you guys keep lowering his payments and that's how I'm living. And the judge is like, well, you're not handicapped or nothing. Go get a job. She's like, I don't want to work. Oh, well, you're not going to get no more money. Like, it's just not going to happen. Wild. It's not going to happen. So um, it's it's for the betterment of the child to make sure the child has better resources. But as far as women trying to sustain a life and buy luxury things and enjoy life, it's not made for that. Like you have to create that yourself. Just as a man supposed to create a life that he can provide for the child that he has, you have to do the same. You have to meet them in the middle because I'm trying to tell you they're changing the game now. A lot of women are ending up in bad positions because they want a lot. And they're able, fully body, healthy women, you know. And for most women, it's about control. And I say that because I got on the internet one time. I was talking to a lot of women about this subject, and they're like, you know, he thinks that two hundred a month is doing something. I said, well, take them off. And it was like, no, he needs to be. He needs to support his child. It's like, oh, which one is it? You know, is it the money's not worth it? It's yeah. not enough. It's, it's not about or, the money. You know, or so really, it's yeah. about control and be able to say. I'm hanging this over your head, you know, for a lot of people, you know. So um, I just wanted to say that it's not a hustle. You know, everybody has what did Kim K just say? Nobody wants to work. And she got her nerve because she was born with a silver spoon. But, you know, that does go to show that um, she's really trying to live off, you know, who she had children with and not, you know, doing any work, you know, mm -hmm. making any money. Establishing her own, man. So, hey, fellas, wrap it up. Uh, or either go uh, shoot it in the toilet. Man, <laughs> the old hacky sack. See you later, little buddy. <laughs> Splash. <laughs> now, nah, I, I want to also speak on something serious uh, before we go out. Um, I seen a friend post, you know, they were thinking about taking their own life on Facebook, and I reached out to her and spoke to her. Um, so I just wanted to um, give the number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, it's 800 273 8255. And um, if you're ever feeling down, if you don't have anybody to call on, because a lot of people don't like talking to people, 
by the problems, you know, the high lines, it's anonymous and they're there for wherever you need. But uh, give them a call because, you know, once you make that choice, there's no coming back from it. You it's know? not. And there's people who will miss you. If you think your your life's not worth it, if you think that uh, nothing will change if you're not here, you're completely wrong. You're very much worth it. You're very much worth this lifetime and this experience on this earth. There's people who love you, people who look forward to seeing you and talking to you. And I'm pretty sure there's people who will talk to you. But once again, if you feel like you need extra help or want to deal with someone you don't know, then call the prevention line because you're worth more than not being here or taking yourself from this earth because there's loved ones that need you and want you. Yeah. And that makes me think of Freddie E. And I want to say rest in peace to him. It's been years, you know, since he passed, but it was kind of uproar when, you know, he took his own life. Um, but he was feeling a certain way that nobody could account for, you yeah. know, and you can't really judge somebody off how they feel, whether they're saying we all live, they live in the same world, but we live life differently. We see it through a different lens. We feel different ways. So, uh, if somebody comes to you with emotions, don't ridicule, ridicule, ridicule them, don't down them, uh, yeah. talk to them, try giving them the help they can, you know, you can, if not send them to someone who can, but everyone feels differently and they, and they take stress differently yeah. and they take, you know, different they express it differently. Yeah. You know, um, so. even with, uh, our old friend, uh, from Garfield, Taylor Wang, long live Taylor Wang. Um, he's somebody that I used to look at like a cool dude, full of life family come from wealth. And you think that means perfect. And it doesn't cause not too far to high school, he uh, killed himself. And, um, he was me and Ronnie was great friend, a great dude, man. And, uh, it was deep and it hurt because you look at somebody, you judge them not in a bad way, but like, Hey, he's perfect. He got it made. And there was something going on with him that I couldn't understand. Yeah. And so um, really talk to people, really be there for people because people need they need help and they're hurting. You know, I've been through depression. I battled it myself. And um, when I was by myself, it was dark and it was lonely. You need to make sure you're with someone around someone Man, expressing yourself. So please, please, if you ever feel like you're not worth it, let know you are. Let someone tell you you are and call the suicide prevention hotline. I was going to say uh, one more time. It's 800-273-8255, the national suicide prevention uh hotline uh give them a call um anybody want to give a shout out to uh to my damn self i got an event this friday at mint lounge is going down um you know we're about to have a, a ladies night so the ladies is free all night uh we do it for the ladies not for you guys you guys come and see them come check them out buy them a drink stop being cheap um we're gonna have us a good time we definitely gonna uh, turn up so we got this Friday, the next Friday lined up, man. It's going to be R&B. It's going to be smooth, man. We're going to have us a good time, man. We're going up. That's R&R-E-N-T. Oh, man, that's what's up, man. Um, I really want to give a shout-out to nobody. So, like, nah, I, I really want to uh, give a shout-out to my boy, uh, Mar. He's a part of Sky Blue Collective, and uh, he's been he's been giving back to the community in different ways. Uh, they've been pushing. Like, they're all about community. And that's what I love about it. Um, he's a good, solid dude. Uh, give you a shirt off his back. And that means a lot these days. Um, so, so shout out to Sky Blue, shout out to Mar, shout out to Reggie, uh, Shiny, everybody, man. Uh, it's a great brand. My, great my dogs, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Shout out to my people, man. So uh, it's another one in the books, man. Shout out my family at Converge, man. Shout out Big O. Black Media Matters. You know what I'm uh, talking about. See you guys next week. Shout out to my engineers, man. You guys are great. Get the engineers oh, a drink. Man. Right here in this one? All right, okay. Yeah. Shout out to the engineers. Uh, you guys are great. Shout out to Big O. Uh, he's calling the plays, and, you know, we're running them. So it's a Factors TV, man. We checking out now. B.I. Really. Peace. When the blue notes, that's a mobby pass. More chops than karate class. I can hear the blues when the shoddy blast. The whole block blowing horns, that's that Jackson jazz. When the blue notes, that's a mobby pass. More chops than karate class. I can hear the blues when the shoddy blast. The whole block blowing horns, that's that Jackson jazz. I told you guys, man. We